0: studio 6b on a wednesday night glad you're in lots to cover tonight new sports all kinds of good stuff to do geofran holding it down paul nolan's got the news mr nolan how are you
1: i am well my friend my golf game's improving
0: okay what what did you, did you play you played today i did i played today and you shot
1: i, I shot the same as i always do in 94 oh okay. so, but it's, so it's not so much improving but feel like it's going to improve soon.
0: Yes. It's just you, you'll feel that way point. your entire career playing this game. <laughs> but, you know, I think there's a stat. About 11% of people who play worldwide can only can break 100. So I'm, you're, break, you're I'm, I'm telling top. you, by
1: the end of this year, I'll be breaking 90. I'm, I'm not stopping until I do it. Nice. Okay. very. And good. all the people out there say it's not a sport or it's... You're yep. wrong. You're wrong. Okay, so a sport I ever played.
0: Let's go to someone who does. Rick Delgado, how are you?
1: I am well. How are you?
0: Very good. What's on your mind tonight? Anything? Ah, uh, Well... That new uh, ad from uh, the guy running for Congress in Georgia,
2: there, <laughs> J- Jerron Davison. Yeah. Wow. Oh, hello. Hello. Now that, now that now that's somebody you just might want to vote for.
0: <laughs> Man. I, uh, I mean that's just. There's no, there's no, uh,
1: there's no, uh, there's no subliminal messages. Yeah, you in know, there.
0: you go to one of these big forums and you go, "Hey, well, I want to create an ad here, and I want to try to," <laughs> but I don't want to outwardly, like you know, call, no, there was none of
1: those discussions. No, that was about as subtle as a, <laughs> as a hammer and a guillotine. No, there was
0: not none of those discussions. Twelve um, KKK in white hood members running Democrat. up, to, called Democrats KK. running up to your house, and uh, you coming out with an AK. Uh,
2: and AR-15, AR-15. Saying, you're going to need all 30 rounds.
0: AR-15, and you're going to need all 30 rounds, he says.
2: And, and I like the way it was shot. It seemed like you know, it, was, it was nicely shot. Dramatic. I like the angles that they used. The lighting was very really good. Uh, yeah. Um, between that and the, uh, the, uh, the bald Matt Damon, who somehow got a job as an uh, undersecretary whatever the heck he is. Huh? What are you talking about? You haven't seen that guy? Oh. Wait till, wait till I find it. I'll send it. To, I'll send a picture to you. This guy's a mess.
0: This is, he's who? He, he works for the Biden administration.
1: Why are you encouraging Is him?
0: he new? Why, did you, why, why are you saying it tonight? I'm, I'm not following you. Uh, why tonight? What do you mean, why tonight? Why are you, why are you bringing it up tonight? Because it, it was, it,
1: it,
2: the picture's all over the place. It was brought up tonight. I see it all over the place. This guy okay, is,
0: that's what I'm saying. Something oh, was brought okay, up yeah. tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, don't, a, he, know, I don't know the story.
2: A, he's a DOE employee, uh, fluid drag queen, who's into oh. kink and puppies. Okay. Um, and he's the deputy secretary in nuclear energy department. But he's been, uh, he's been uh, outed because other employees saying he does not meet the qualifications for the position.
1: Uh-huh. So was was it like an affirmative action hiring because he was into puppyism or whatever it is?
2: Either it's a. I don't think it's
1: affirmative so they, action.
2: It's more of let's place somebody in there because uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna what do you call it? What's that called when you virtue signal? All oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yes, we so, do it. All,
0: they do it all the time.
2: So yeah. they send in this gender drag queen who's into you know S and M and all this stuff and put him in a position he's not nearly qualified for. But don't worry about it because he's uh, he's one of their uh, preferred uh, types.
0: Okay. All right, very good. We'll have to, have to look that up. Uh, Rick uh, Amorati, what's on your mind? How are you?
3: Hey, Big D. What's, how, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing fine. What's coming up in sports? Any uh, uh, big stories, big games? What's going on in the big games? Anything well,
3: with, tonight? Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers' uh, tattoo has gone viral. Apparently, he got the Eye of Illuminati on it, and uh, it's a very interesting tattoo. That is uh, all the talk right now on social media. You may want to check that out. We'll cover well, that. By golly, I haven't seen such
1: a
0: thing. <laughs> I have not seen that golly. either. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that-
3: broke about an hour ago and uh we got certainly Wimbledon Rafael Nadal with a big win today heading to the semifinals. finals and now big- let me ask you something about
0: that I saw a video of his father supposedly telling yes. him to throw in the towel is that true yes
3: sir yep we'll have that in sports coming up he had a uh, abdominal pain and his father was telling him quit like cut, And he didn't. He powered through, and now uh, we'll see if he's going to be able to come and play in the semis on Friday now. So, okay. Yeah, Rafael. So he's sick, out. or he's got, a, he's got something wrong with him? Actually, he does not know what the cause is. It started about a week ago. It's some kind of an abdominal, probably some type of muscle strain. That's what oh. it sounds like. I don't think it's an internal type of thing. I think it's just a muscle strain. All
0: right, very good. We'll do some more
3: sport. What'd you say? I said muscles are usually internal. Well, no, it could be a GI. Not a, it's not a GI thing, just to clarify there, Mr. Delgado. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, Delgado's going to be, he can sell already tonight. He's going to be off the wall. So. Ah,
1: can't wait for tomorrow when you leave.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he can't. I'm, I'm off tomorrow and Friday. Yeah, uh, and I got to
1: stuff
3: with him.
0: As I celebrate my, <laughs> let me think, yeah, five. You better get, Se- this, right. <laughs> you better get this right. 17. This is on tape. 17 years. <laughs> 17 years of marriage. And that is enough no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> no. 17 years yes 17 you know what? years
1: you're so lucky she doesn't watch or else your phone will be going crazy right now <laughs> why would uh, she watch he doesn't listen to him in the kitchen Why would yeah, she? No. when I, he's out of the house why would no. she to, why would my wife tune in also
0: i don't have fran at home to turn to turn her mic off like i wish i did oh, sometimes no. no like i can do to you Auto. i can't do that at home Maybe we'll arrange something. <laughs> what?
3: Are you traveling to Switzerland to go to your Swiss bank account to get my money? <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he? Are waiting all night to set that up? <laughs> no, I just. On th- that's off the top of my head. Okay. You know better. All right, very I gotta good. I got to tell you this. Chat
1: is, is angry with you. They, oh, they want him paid.
0: What? what a surprise. So I'll happily lend
1: <laughs> you the money at three points a day. <laughs> a day? But why not? I got to I make mean, it I'm also going to a of mob. I got it. Well. Three points a day?
0: Get out of here. I said, David, I got to
3: get my beak wet. He's paying me in Bitcoin. He's giving me a couple of quarters bit by bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Two bit by two bit.
0: Oh, man. That sucks. All right. So there's lots to talk about here. (laughs) It sucks. sucks. Uh, Tom Bevan from Real Clear Politics put this up, and I thought this was as we get more uh, information, but he tries to break it down here pretty simply he says, I'm trying to reserve judgment to all the facts are in. But if you had a child who looked like this, who threatened to kill himself and his family, who pretended to be a rapper and made violent videos, why on earth would you help him buy a high power rifle or any weapon for that matter? So, and of course we, we didn't play this yesterday. Did we play the thing, uh, G that he, the police that they talked about, they had visited him before. Can you grab that and tell me when you have it? Um, While we're doing that, a couple other housekeeping things that I saw today are interesting. Out of Breitbart, our house is on fire. Democrat strategists now sound the alarm over Joe Biden's setbacks. Some Democrat strategists have now expressed concern over President Biden's handling of hot hot button issues. Well, forget hot button issues, just anything such as inflation and abortion amid increasingly bleak polling numbers facing the president. Here's how bleak it is. He flies to Ohio today. Tim Ryan's nowhere to be found. He didn't even clear a schedule to be there for him. When asked if he'd be there, he wouldn't answer, and he wasn't there. Wow. (laughs) When asked if he wants Biden to campaign for him, he says, no, no, I don't need him, he says. (laughs) Wow. And Biden, Biden was in Ohio today. So this is just a bigger thing. I also see that uh, Natasha Benningfield, no, it's a singer, uh, somebody, Kate Benningfield, uh, (laughs) Kate Benningfield's leaving. White House communications director leaving in the year of the midterms, four months out, almost to the day.
1: I mean, there's mass exodus there. I mean, the whole, if we've seen these reports, I think I did a news report on it like a month or so ago that people are just leaving in droves. That's what happens when you don't have real leadership. Yeah.
0: There's the administration part of the job, and then there's the political part of the job, and it seems like this president is leaning more in the administrative role at a time when his coalition is thirsting for political clarity and leadership. Dem- Democrat strategist Joel Payne said in an interview with The Hill that was published today, the president and his team, his team, by the way, are the problem. One of the problems is his team is as incompetent or just a step below his incompetence. So he has no one around him that's competent. Think about this cabinet, Buttigieg, Granholm, uh, Mayorkas, uh, the Cardona at Education. I mean, I mean, I've said this before, you could rope him off and charge admission to walk by him. What a bunch of freaks, all of them. They're as dumb as a stump and dumb as he is. So he has nobody around him other than Obama in the basement or where, wherever he is. The president and his team have to be vigilant about providing that balance, and they need to do both. Another Democrat strategist who wouldn't even identify himself to the hill (laughs) sharply criticized Biden and the White House officials, suggesting they need to do a lot more to solve a mounting number of issues plaguing the country. Well, yes yes, they do, because November is coming, as we keep hearing. And Biden talking today, I mean, he's so clueless. He's living in a world that doesn't exist about what he thinks he's done since he became president. This guy thinks he's doing a great job.
1: Meanwhile, he's, he's was, was his polling numbers? Around 11% of approval rating? Did uh, I, wait, did did, we,
0: did, yeah, did we pull I have I have some polling from him. I think.
1: While you're doing that, did I see today that he put a medal on someone?
0: No, that was, that was a couple days ago at the White House. Oh. Put it on backwards. <laughs> well at least he could see it.
1: Did I, I need to see that video if that's a, if that's a true thing. I can't it looked almost fake. It was so it was so bad.
0: Uh here's the polling uh we just talked about. 36% and this is I'm not sure who this oh Mammoth. Uh 36 percent approve. <laughs> it was 38 in May. Well we know that's too high.
1: Thirty-six does not approve.
0: Fifty-eight percent disapprove. It was fifty-seven in May. It there's it's up way more than one percent, and that's not that's not uh True either. Approved by party, Dem, 74. There's no way. Independence, 29. No way. Maybe two. Get rid of the nine. And Republicans, 3%, and that's Kinzinger, Cheney, and, and Lindsey Graham, maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, they just get worse and worse and worse no matter you go. And, now you, and you're seeing it, this is what's spilling over to people leaving and to Democrat strategists running to the Hill in places who won't identify themselves, and saying that it's infuriating, which is exactly what they said. Our house is on That's fire. Right, sucks. Yeah, yeah. sucks. <laughs> you know something, G? Your timing is impeccable. Instead of rereading all the quotes from here, here's what every Democrat strategist says to every interview they do. That's right, it sucks. Exactly. <laughs> Our house is on fire, and it seems like they're doing nothing to put the fire out, he said. They're just watching it with the rest of us. Meanwhile, Biden allies like former White House advisor Cedric Richmond are scrambling to defend the president's actions. And I saw Ro Khanna on social media today defending him or trying to, but it's not, he's not defendable. His actions and his policies are not defendable when it comes to energy or anything else. Uh, I mean, he's flip-flopped on everything from the vid- some of the early 2000 videos I've shown you. He's all, he's all over the place on every issue. He has no backbone. He's a liar. He's a plagiarist. All the things we've known about him forever, and he's the worst president we've ever had. Yeah. No, bar was, none. Bar. End the story.
2: Yeah, and it was supposed to be you know two terms
1: Obama, two I, I, terms Hillary. I still kind of disagree. I think Obama was worse because everybody's in love with him, even the, the most ardent dem knows when he's home alone. Oh man, my guy sucks. Obama could do, he could walk on water to to the left. So that's why I think he was more dangerous. Well so dangerous. more dangerous
0: is a different yeah. That's a different argument. Uh, and I would agree with you there.
1: I don't know. I I, I don't know. Right, so what, more dangerous? or Dangerous, which one? Incompetent, okay. There's no comparison there. The guy put a medal on someone backwards. Yes he did. <laughs> um, he trips up upstairs. He trips upstairs a lot.
0: All right, so before we get, a lot of people wrote me last night, so that's that's the thing on Biden, and I was surprised to see Benningfield leaving four months out from the from the midterm, but it tells you all you need to know about what's going on there. Um, All right, so when we get back, we'll do sports and news, then we'll get to um, this update on the shooter and what we know now,
1: and you'll answer my question finally,
0: and then we'll get to Paul's question from yesterday, and then we'll also get to a story out of Virginia that um, maybe averted another July Fourth massacre shooting. I'll get to that story. So we've, uh, friends informed us that, uh, thankfully we found out that the backwards metal thing is, is not true. Paul.
1: No, I, I mean, it looked fake. I just thought it was funny to make fun of him because, you know, he, he, stinks as a president. <laughs>
0: well, the thing, the thing is you just don't, I mean, you almost have to take everything of those things as like serious because.
1: Well, that's how pathetic he is.
0: Yeah. Like I saw a thing today on, um, social media and I think I was on my Damon Roberts Twitter, and I retweeted it, and I said, there's no way this can be real. I won't believe it until I see the clip of her, and that is somebody said that, well, I don't have it. Maybe it was on the um, Live from Studio 6B one. I thought it was on mine, but maybe it wasn't. Someone said, I uh, had a Kamala Harris quote that, you know, it's one of those that you have to say, well, it certainly could be, but it's so bad that you say, I, I just, I can't. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris today. This is from Gary Hancock. I don't know if he's just joking. Quote, gas prices are high due to gas prices not being low as before. <laughs> to get back to lower prices, we have to acknowledge gas is high, which is the opposite of low. And that's got to be a joke.
1: Right? <laughs> no, come on. That's a Babylon B. <laughs>
0: it's got to be a spoof on what she said yesterday. That was that some- we've that, that was we, something
2: I was putting can in my hear next slide again. Whatever.
3: Come on.
0: <laughs> gas prices are high due to gas prices not being low as before. To get back to lower prices, we have to acknowledge gas is high, which is the opposite of low. <laughs> I mean
4: The it, fact that it could
0: be true is she's the not wrong. That's the yeah, point, it's, right right? There, it's
1: right there with the metal.
0: <laughs> right, that's the point. I mean, it could having listened to her on this show, you can't immediately say, well, this just Okay. What well, is this English for today? For example, Rolex.
4: Here we go. It is the very nature <laughs> of what we stand for and therefore fight for that whatever gains we make will not be permanent. There's so much strength in what we achieve, but there is also fragility. So we must be. Vigilant, and the second point then being, if we understand that's the nature of it, it's not going to be permanent. It is fragile unless we are vigilant. It's the nature of it. What? Oh. No, 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 okay. what is that?
0: My point made. So you no, yes. so you, you rule out, you rule out no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 gas prices are high you can rule it out if it's not ruled in you see if it's in because it's out first and the second point then it could be ruled in
0: gas prices are high due to gas prices not being low as before to that get way. back to lower prices we have to acknowledge gas is high which is the opposite of low that if, is possible
2: if so facto if you are correct then you would not be incorrect Given Listening to Kamala heard? Harris speak is like when you Google something and you find an article and you start reading it and you're like, I think an AI wrote this.
1: So could, just play that again, please, because it, that, that, that wasn't edited. We show, I don't believe anything anymore. No. <laughs> that was so stupid. Is that, that possible that we see the edits in it where somebody fudged it?
0: You think it's like a, it's like a deep fake? There's no edit. That was incredibly stupid. Well, one more time, G. Roll it.
4: nature, nature.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: of what we stand for and therefore fight for, stand for therefore, fight That for whatever us. gains we make will not, not be permanent, permanent. What? Okay. there's so much strength in what we achieve but there is also fragility okay so we must be vigilant and the second point then being i'm
0: with you yes
4: if we understand that's the nature of it of course it's not going to be permanent it is fragile unless we are vigilant yes it's the nature of it. Of course. <laughs> I mean, actually, upon second you know listen, I,
0: I mean, Painful. I'm down, I'm right down with that. You know what? I'm not down with pr- that. I mean, I am me absolutely me too. right yeah. on yeah.
1: the money. I feel yeah. bad that I overreacted early. I, I know you have to give these things two listens, Paul. You know why? it was <laughs> like, it was like the first time I read Shakespeare. <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. But, I mean, yes. covering the bases.
0: This is just she's a covering ob- all the bases. She's a little above me and you to get. It's like figuring out a fortune cookie.
1: <laughs> Wait, I really, really like to know, like... No, we have to do sports. What do we think her IQ is? <laughs> I'm not is asleep. it over under 110? 110?
0: 110? All, right, all right, the line is What's the, your IQ? Right, do, you mean, do you mean over, under, 1 or 10? <laughs> yeah, Hundred yeah, is it's supposed it's to be golf. average. <laughs> Much better, in between. I'll What did you say, I'll Gio? Take...
2: I believe 100 is supposed to be average.
0: Okay, uh, I'm uh, taking uh, the under for a million. <laughs> wow! <Whoa. Yeah. laughs> All right, let's do sports in here with this. It's Rick Camerati. What's going on? Big
3: day. Who will be getting paid if you lose? <laughs> yeah, no wow. one. Wow. Come on. He keeps, he keeps swinging for that fence. I, I mean,. Hey, have you called right, you a We'll do
0: beat? more sports later. Let's do some news. <laughs> <whenever>. <laughs> right. Ah, there we go. There's let's the graphic.
3: In. There we go. Cry me a river. All right. Well, hey, let's go to Wimbledon, boys. Rafael Nadal and Nick Kyrgios advance into Wimbledon men's quarterfinals. This is ESPN News. Um, London, wincing from abdominal pain, unable to play his customary relentless style of tennis, Rafael Nadal worried that he might need to stop playing in the Wimbledon quarterfinals against Taylor Fritz. Uh, up in the center court stands, Nadal's father was waving his arms, motioning, to the 22-time Grand Slam champion to quit. Not surprisingly, perhaps, his kid didn't listen. Nadal stayed out there, adjusted his service motion and his strategy, and figured out a way to win. With much of the crowd roaring and standing after Nadal's best strokes, he uh, twice erased one set deficits against ele- against 11th-seeded Fritz and emerged with a 3-6, 7-5, 3 6 7 5 7 6 victory earlier today to reach his eighth semifinal at the All England clum, Club. Club uh, On Friday, Nadal is scheduled to play Nick Kyrgios, a 27 year old Australian who will be making his Grand Slam semifinal debut after a 6 4 6 3 7 6 victory over Christian Karen of Chile. Uh, and the other men's semifinal will be number one, Novak Djokovic against number nine, Cam Nori. Uh, that takes place tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I mean, really, I mean, you talk about, uh, you know, withstanding a lot of pain and all, Rafael. Nadal really was just incredible today, fighting a war of attrition out on the uh, on the court, and uh, I like him. He's good, great golf, uh, great great tennis player, I should say. And uh, getting over to the women, Simona Halep tops U.S. Amanda Anisimova to reach semifinals, and will face Alina Rabeckina. Uh, Halep, the 16th uh, seeded Romanian, reached the semifinals and stretched her winning streak at the Old England Club to 12 matches by beating Amanda Anisimova 6-2, 6-4 earlier today on center court. In the semifinals, Halep will face Alina Rabeckina. China, the 17th seed of Rabacano beat Alija Tamlanovic 6'3 on the number one court, and Anjibor, first Arab woman to reach a Grand Slam semifinal, will face 34-year-old Tatiana Maria next uh, in the other semifinal as well. So very, uh, very good. Wimbledon heating up, getting down to the end finals this weekend, and uh, well, this has gone viral, and it's probably the tat heard round the world gets uh, that uh, Aaron Rodgers got his first tattoo, deep and meaningful piece on his forearm. TMZ uh, sports is reporting Aaron Rodgers' body is no longer tattoo-free the quarterback just revealed he got ink put on him for the first time in his life the Green Bay Packers star shared photos of the new tat on Wednesday afternoon revealing his left forearm now features an eyeball astrology signs lions and much more the new link features an Illuminati eye amidst a number of different that's not an Illuminati elements. eye oh well, that's what the article said I'm it's just like, saying it's like
2: yeah. a clown head
3: yeah see the eye yeah, there's an eyeball <laughs> yeah, but, right oh, above
1: that, that eye's for your pineal gland
3: so, uh, Rogers declined to get the, uh, give the specifics of that ink, uh, what it meant to him, but he did say the artwork was both deep and meaningful, uh, famous artist, Balaz Bersinia. I think I'm spelling it. It's right? like
0: the logo for a Montauk resort or something. Yeah. The, the piece on yeah.
3: Rogers. Yeah. Good one. So, so uh, very interesting now what's going on there. So, you know, we love Aaron Rogers. <laughs> why on <this> show, but <laughs> why do
0: people find this? In, why is it interesting? I'm just curious. There's a lot of astrological stuff in there and yep. some people find astrology interesting for some reason. So is it is he they, I think Aaron Rodgers is like giving a message on like how many wins they're going to have this Take year maybe us in there?
1: to your
3: leader.
0: Is there like an over-under deal? Futures bet in there somewhere? Maybe he's the next Miss Cleo.
3: It could be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's it. So I'm going to pack in this report. Back to you, Big D.
0: Okay. Very good, Slick Rick. Should we'll I get some, to news now? We'll do some more sports <laughs> and we will get to news, <laughs> but not now when we get back on a busy Wednesday night. See what's going on in the chat, too. Over on Getter. Glad you're in. minutes past the hour live from studio 6b on a wednesday night glad you're in lots to do uh we did some sports with slick rick we'll do some more rick delgado's here GeoFran holding it down as always we'll get to some uh we've got two crazy towns tonight nice because uh, both the doofuses were out speaking today and we'll um we'll get to some other things biden on the economy today i mean it, it's just uh there's things he says as you listen to him, and you just wonder. It's like a, it's like constant dementia babble. It doesn't even mean anything. Good or bad, it's just, it's just like, what, you, what, are you talking about? I don't. And of course, yeah, all right, great job, Joe. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's unbelievable. He's just, he's discussing a world that none of us were a part of. I don't know what he's talking about when he talks about it. So if we have time, we'll get to some of that. But right now, let's get to news. News is brought to you by our friends at 7cells, Seven 7cells.com. Whether you need ivermectin or whether you need uh, any of the preventive packs, the skin care line, whatever, they've got great stuff, high quality, great stuff from our friends, Dr. Uh, Timothy Chung, who's been on the show a couple times. Great people. Scott Sharp, former NASCAR driver. CEO, great great people, great stuff, 7cells.com. Use our code LFSXB at checkout for 10% off your order. What's going on, Mr. Nolan?
1: A lot of you guys saw this already today from the Washington Post. Biden sends 5 million barrels of U.S. oil to Europe, Asia, despite soaring gas prices.
0: Your, your oil, by the way, that you paid for, that's taxpayer money going with, with prices the way they are. That's taxpayer funded from the supply that Trump Filled up President Trump at, at record low prices as he filled the strategic reserve. This is your money going. This is what he's doing.
1: Yeah, he, uh, the exports are uh, part of a broader uh, and historic release of 1 million barrels per day through October from the reserves. One of the several efforts by Biden to blunt high fuel costs that have minimal impacts. Uh, Phillips, uh, he, uh, I'm sorry. The outlet also reported that U.S. crude from reserves was also bound for Netherlands, India, and China. In total, Biden plans to release up to 260 million barrels of oil from domestic reserves from from October 2021 to October 22, and then there were roughly 618 million barrels uh, through September. And they was uh, I saw another report, which is not connected. To this said that at this rate, if he keeps this up through 2000, October, 2023, it would legitimately, um, be all the reserves that we have, uh, which is, um, it's, it's quite stunning really when you think about what, what they're doing. And, you know, if you don't think that, if you think, I don't know, I just think anyone who thinks that the prices are going down are insane. Um, he said this going in that he's going to destroy production of oil. He's going to get everyone driving electric. I mean, I just, I just have no faith whatsoever in this criminal organization called the the Biden mafia. So. Well,
0: oil um, crude is now down again for the second day, big in a row. Ninety down to I think ninety-three, ninety-two dollars. It was
1: ninety-eight yesterday, ninety-three today.
0: Yeah, so it yeah. keeps coming down. Of course, it has nothing to do with him. Of course, nothing to do with him whatsoever. It's just the way the market works. Energy, energy now from its high. Um, if you've been following energy in the market, it's about twenty percent off its high. Most energy. So energy was kind of the play about three, four months ago. Now it's down about twenty percent. And uh, most most still forecast that energy could turn right around and we could oil could go to a buck forty easily.
1: Well, what if we just increase production? Well
0: that's we know fair. that's not gonna happen.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't so know. I, it's just uh, it's just sickening. and this is just I mean, this is just destroying the poorest people out there and it's just a war on the poor and then they they eat from the bottom up and they get the lower middle class and then they'll get the middle class eventually when they're charging you eleven bucks a gallon and and before you know it, you'll be, you'll be stuck in uh, some kind of a you know, public transit system. So, Well,
2: the crazy part is, is that they keep pushing this, oh, we're going to go to green energy, all these electric cars. We don't even have the infrastructure. The infrastructure doesn't
1: exist. You know, a, an electric car has to go 400,000 miles to 110,000 miles of a gas vehicle to offset its carbon footprint. Just think about that. We're not close, but they're going to ram us into their market one way or the other. Yeah. So I want the audience on Getter to chime in here. I'd like uh, to know
0: how they think they're going to charge all those vehicles.
1: Yeah. I, forget. I mean, don't worry, uh, worry about that when you're already boxed in a corner. <laughs> I don't know if you guys see the. Did you guys see the goof? It was a uh, guy's Tesla was stuck on the side of the road, and the guy's walk with his gas can to it. So And they're like, what do you need the gas for? And he opens up a little Honda generator to charge his car. <laughs> he pours the gas into the honda gas generator to charge his battery you know it's it's a, it's a sham as well but uh the guys i don't know much about the mysterious georgia guidestones they were brought down after heavy damage from an explosion did you guys see this yeah uh the, the georgia bureau of Inve- investigation stated at new around uh, 4 a.m on wednesday morning unknown individuals detonated an explosive device that destroyed the large a large portion of the mysterious structure and um I believe they have now completely leveled it uh, for some reason or another instead of leaving up what was left. Uh, I know nothing really about this. Um, I'd always had some controversy behind it that maybe um, white supremacists had it made. If you anybody in get getter audience, guys, fill up the chat, let us know what you think about it because i have i don't I have no idea, but well, I saw a lot of people make it a big deal about
2: yeah, it yeah the the guidestones they were i think they were erected in like nineteen eighty or something. the quote unquote mysteriously i don't think you could mysteriously put up these huge things, and nobody knows about it. Uh, But they're 19 foot granite uh, monoliths inscribed with 10 messages. Of course, it's all, you know, the guiding principles of the new New World Order, the environmentalism, the internationalism, it's all that. And it's about, you know, population reduction as well.
1: Yeah, I, but the, I think it wanted to keep the population at what five hundred million. Five hundred thousand and, and five hundred.
2: Right, then the Earth would be safe.
1: Right, something to that effect, and and it was, it was supposedly it was made by white supremacists as well. I don't who knows. I mean, the whole the whole story's strange. So um, there are a
0: lot of stories about who was behind it. That was the thing. It was a, a guy representing other people came to the artist to make it, and they don't really know who those people right, are. Right, those people wanted to be, and they people. let.
1: It was on a farm, right? And they let the family...
0: They bought farmland to put it up. Right, and yeah. the family
1: had free farming rights on that forever.
0: Something along those lines. They made a deal with that. Yeah. Who's the guy from the World Economic Forum there? Klaus wow. Schwab. Yeah, he's probably behind it or something. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, well, yeah.
0: They, have a, they have the video of some, the car pulling away from it shortly after the explosion. So.
2: And you know that the person in that car probably had a cell phone, so they probably know who it is. But they'll, like they'll the uh, like the bomber in D.C., they just mysteriously they won't be able to figure it out. They can't find
0: them. No, hmm. oh, they'll they'll find this one.
1: So I, I got a really nice video. I wanted to share it yesterday um, for the, in, in you know just for the Fourth of July. But um, this was a nice story from a local Fox station. Hundred-year-old World War II vet breaks down, says this isn't the country we fought for. I am so upset. Carl Spur um, and Deckel served as U.S. Marines during World War II. Um, much of what American soldiers fought for during World War II has gone down the drain, according to the Marine. He celebrated his 100th birthday last week. Um, he said World War II was the most important thing he had ever did. And this is uh, Fox 13, I believe, in Florida. Um, if you have the clip, um, I don't know if you can run something I somewhere. have it over here, G. This guy is, uh, you know, it's heartbreaking to watch this guy, like, you know, see what, you know, our audience sees for the most part, you know, with Liberty is being eroded. And
5: people don't realize what they have. They bitch
3: about it. They do. And then, nowadays, I am so upset that the things we did and the things we fought for and the boys that died for it, it's all gone down the drain. Our country going gone to hell in a handbasket. We haven't got the country we had when I was raised. Not at all. Nobody will have the fun I had. Nobody will have the opportunity
5: I had. It's just not the same. And that's not what I was that's not what they died for.
4: I just, it's just not it.
0: US Marine Carl Sperlin Deckel, that is. Yep. Celebrated his hundredth birthday. <sighs> and you can hear um Heartbreak.
1: Yeah, man, <laughs> heartbreak. It's, it's 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 legitimate heartbreak. I mean, we're watching, wow. you know, we're simply we're simply watching the destruction of uh you know, all of our liberties and you know what these great men, you know, fought for. It's it's really uh it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And then you have people like champagne socialist AOC fine for not paying back taxes. Not that it's a lot. As previously reported, uh, AOC still owes almost two grand in back taxes for a company she founded in 2012, you know, and she's the same goofball walks around in a dress that says, you know, tax the rich. And she's constantly telling raise taxes. And she really wants constantly wants you to give your money. Meanwhile, she's got a million dollar apartment and, and the best Tesla money can buy. She's a clown. Same, more, more of the hypocrisy from these, you know, these, these scams so I mean it's uh, I don't know man yeah. it's the same old thing
0: IG crazy town we can just fit it in Kamala addresses the teachers union roll it
4: Behold.
3: Same here. <laughs>
4: I am so happy to be with you all this afternoon. Yeah. I am so happy to be sure. with you. California's in the house. <laughs> oh. NEA, you are an extraordinarily effective as a group advocate for change, which is why we know that you have been able to see the success you have achieved and it is no surprise why because we know unions know how to organize and as a personal point of pride for all of us to have an educator and one of your active members in the white house as first lady (laughs) (laughs) dr jill biden so I sometimes see her in a different situation than you might. And let me just tell you something. I have watched her go from the classroom directly to events (sniffs) at the the White House or across the country and around the world grading papers in between. (laughs) (laughs) So So these are the values that our administration stands for. And I think when it comes down to it, it's basically this. When you know what you stand for, You know what to fight for (laughs) it is the very nature she's turned into sammy davis stand for and therefore fight for that whatever gains we make will not be permanent there's so much strength in what we achieve but there is also fragility
0: oh yes (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
4: so we must be vigilant and the second point then being
0: yes if we understand
4: that's the nature of it Mm -hmm. It's it. not going to be permanent, no, of course. it is it's fragile not unless we are vigilant, <laughs>
0: Unless
5: it's
4: vigilant. the nature of it. <laughs> nature. And so much of what we just got through talking about is what extremist so-called leaders stand against. These extremists, so-called to leaders yeah. fought yeah. against raising yeah. your pay. Instead, these extremist hmm. so-called leaders refused to keep assault weapons off our streets and out of our classrooms and tried to silence your voice through your union (laughs) and instead these so-called leaders have tried to make you pawns of their political agenda as they intentionally try to make it more difficult for folks to vote (laughs) i also think i'm speaking to a group of educators. I also think that these extremist so-called leaders need to attend a civics lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I actually think you would benefit us all if they sat in your classroom for a few days to remember how a democracy works.
0: (laughs) Well, we're not one, so. To remember
4: what freedom stands for. And to remember what jobs they were elected
0: (laughs) to do. Oh, God. Get us out of here. <laughs> Thank God we're a constitutional Republic dummy. My <laughs> right, life from Studio 6B. You know what's funny about uh, Kamala sitting there talking to uh, to teachers and doing this whole, like, um, you know, China blow it up like they're big, you know, in for the teachers. H- how do you think these teachers feel when they go to the gas station to fill up? How do you think these teachers feel when they get their energy bills? How do you think these teachers feel, feel when they go to the grocery store? How do you think these teachers feel when they look at these energy policies and they look how it's affecting them? Maybe not all of them, but I'll bet there's a good, I'll bet there's a good amount of them. It. It's like the unions. Joe's talking to today out in Ohio. How do you think some of them feel when they look at these energy policies and they look at these plants having to close because they can't keep up with the energy uh, costs? How do you think these teachers feel when they look at how much money's going towards food and, and energy costs? If you're but, living in New York as a teacher making, uh, you know, 75 to 100 grand, you're barely getting by. Well, that's because of Putin. Yeah. Yeah, well, if she can make them think that, then maybe they, they, they're welcoming to that kind of speech that she gave. But I, I bet not. I bet not all of them are. And she sits there and cackles about it the whole time.
2: Well, I'm sure the ones that support that kind of nonsense are, are the, the only ones that showed up. I'm sure the ones that, uh, you, know, are looking at, you know, looking at the gas tank going, it's going to cost me how much to go? Yeah, I'm not going to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything's a, everything is a joke. I mean, to, I mean, she just laughs at everything.
1: I'm telling you, that nervous laugh, it's just, it's, it's frightening. But if you guys haven't noticed how much she's channeling her, her Obama speech pattern, she's oh, doing yeah. everything oh, yeah. in her power to get a more dramatic influence. She's using all God. those inflections in the exact same way. Folks. And, it's, and it's, it's such a, it, folks, yep. she is doing not everything working. in her power to raise her likability some, at some level. Yeah, well. She could, have,
0: she could have that Mission Impossible voice where she could actually sound exactly like him and it wouldn't help her favorability. I just, let me just lay that out there for you. But um, here's a story out of Virginia that's interesting. Um, just to draw the difference between what we saw in Illinois with this shooting and some pretty heads up people in Virginia A tip from a hero citizen, it's being now called, is responsible for preventing a mass shooting that was being planned for the 4th of July celebration in Richmond, Virginia, authorities said on Wednesday. This is from Matt Delaney in the Washington Times today. Richmond Police Chief Gerald Smith said in a press conference that the citizen called the police after overhearing Julio Dubon, 52, and Roman Bassacaro, 38, I think that's how you pronounce it, who cares, plotting an attack to be carried out on Monday at the city's Dogwood Dell Amphitheater. Following the investigation, Mr. Dubon was arrested and charged with being a, oh, what do you know, non-U.S. citizen in possession of a firearm before the Independence Day event, Chief Smith said. On Tuesday, police arrested and charged the other guy with the same offense, both of them illegals. The police chief said authorities seized two assault rifles, a handgun, and over 300 rounds of ammunition in the course of the investigation from the house they were living in. The force multiplier for any law enforcement and public safety agency is the citizenry itself because they see more and they hear more, Chief Smith said. Chief Smith said the two men are roommates and the officers visited their home at the 1,000 block of Columbia Avenue on July 1st, the same day they received a tip about the alleged plan. The responding officers were allowed to enter the apartment. There were firearm-related material in plain view, the police chief said. So just a... Mm. Here's an example of somebody who, you know, did it right. Stepped up, heard something, and said something. And, and law enforcement did what they uh, are supposed to do. Mm. Well... What do you mean, you, well? You keep the uh, three
2: letter agencies uh, uh, uninvolved.
0: Uh, well, they weren't involved. They, exactly. They, the first they thing they did was contact the FBI.
2: But it was the local cops that actually went through with it. They started the investigation that day. They opened the investigation the day they got the tip, as opposed to what happens with it when the FBI gets involved. They open an investigation. Maybe somebody gets around to it. They interview some people, and then they, they decide, yeah,
1: you know, it's all good. What's what's crazy though is when you think about it, you hear Kamala saying that, you know, these um, you know extremists and political parties who are supposed to take the guns away from everybody. Meanwhile, they're the party that has completely created a surveillance state. You know, under Obama, they've created a full-blown surveillance state. We, we've seen the, the evidence. We've seen that, you know, they're tracking everybody and everything at all times for everything they do. But yet, somehow or another, they can't stop some lunatic kid who's made it clear as a bell that he wants to kill people, that he's, he's depressed. He, he, I mean, his, his Facebook history is pure insanity. And they, and they have no idea they can't, they can't thwart him ahead of time. But meanwhile, they got, meanwhile, they're stopping conservatives and paperwork's going to the IRS to create audits for people who are against um, what they think uh, oppressive governments or, or rigged elections at January 6th. Or maybe,
2: or maybe show up at a, a school board meeting.
1: Yeah, exactly. But meanwhile, they have a complete surveillance state, but they can't stop something this obvious. And they want our guns, the good people's guns. We live in bizarre world. And
0: let's remember, Illinois not only has red flag laws and assault weapons ban and everything else in place, and of course, none of that mattered. The, the citizen in Virginia who heard something and said something had way more effect, and probably that would have had more effect if somebody who was following, like Paul says, this kid's social media, which I laid out yesterday.
1: I want the answer to that question. How can we it be to-
0: this hard to track this down?
1: I mean, they're creating profiles on everybody. I mean, they know exactly what ads to send me. You know, the algorithms are highly intuitive, to say the very, very least. Why, why are there no red flags on these, on these psychos? And who the heck is helping a kid get a gun after all the things he's posted on his social media?
0: Yes, Tom Bevan said today, as I started the show out by saying, How can you help somebody like that who looks like that, who clearly has issues and has more than one screw loose?
1: I'm sure a nuclear bomb will make Junior feel better. (laughs) Let's get him some some warheads.
0: And again, this is a state that has some of the strictest gun laws in the country, in Illinois. And just flies in the face of everything we're hearing from not only these weak Republicans, but the Democrats. On how, how, well, we're going to save it. We're going to legislate all these problems. The idea that you're going to legislate any of this is insane. As, as proof by this, a state with some of the absolute toughest gun regulations and it didn't make one damn bit of difference with this kid. And what would have made difference is someone that said, hey, this kid's got to screw loose. And look at what he's posted. You he had way more evidence in, in this case then you did in Virginia where a guy overheard one conversation and was smart enough to go, you know, this doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. And went to law enforcement. Here you had a here you had a
2: <laughs> he had a resume uh, of
0: I mean he had videos you know, and, and I mean things he made showing him f- dying at the hands of fighting with cops and <sighs> drama- dramatizing violence and talking about shootings and all kinds of crazy stuff.
2: And, and weapons being already removed from him.
0: Yeah, knives and all kinds of things they yeah. laid out yesterday. We still haven't got... We have the clip. We'll maybe get to it in the second hour, but it's just crazy. So, all right, we'll um, we'll do sports when we get back. I'll also get into what these two professors found when they were looking at uh, these mass shooters. What creates a mass shooter? A lot of you asked me for this yesterday. I'll get into that. We'll get into sports. We'll get into another crazy town with Joe today, just living in bizarro world and what he thinks he's done since he's been president. Our old friend Michael Curtis sent me this song a couple weeks ago, and m- most of you loved it. Let me play it again for you. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Oh, this is some country music.
5: I grew up playing in them honky guitar bars
2: Flat tops and fiddles and that old steel guitar Now when I turn my drug radio I wonder where did the country all go where are those great voices that we used to hear
5: singers
2: like John
0: Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday, Hour 2. We'll do some more news. Paul Nolan, we'll do sports here coming up in a second. Gio Fran holding it down. Rick Delgado's here. So, we had the Supreme Court ruling about uh, what happened in New York in the concealed carry. And immediately, um, New York has done an end around. I talked a little bit about this a while ago. Now more and more people are picking up on it. And um, Ted Knoll today says, with its new gun law, New York is now begging again to get slapped down. And he says, SCOTUS just said that New York was not allowed to demand good cause to get a permit. It's kind of like a problem child that does something wrong to get, just to get punished. Maybe it's testing the limits to see where the boundaries are, but in the case of New York State, it appears to be much more malignant. Space prohibits an exhaustive review, but it's quite certain that New York's new gun law is an in-your-face, middle-finger salute to the Supreme Court in response to the Bruin decision. It's likely to get all the respect a parent should give to a misbehaving offspring. This new phase is nothing more than a placeholder for good cause again. Because the law says it means, quote, having the essential character, temperament, and judgment necessary to be entrusted with a weapon and to use it in only a manner that does not endanger oneself or others. In other words, good cause. (laughs) The Constitution does not allow for such a restriction. You are either a prohibited person such as a convicted felon, or you're not. This new definition in New York law is the very definition of arbitrary and capricious in practice. It sounds neutral, but just as with good cause, if the reviewing officer doesn't like you, your application is toast. But New York doesn't stop there. Kathy Hochul said, went on to put a list of, of sensitive locations in which guns are barred. The first is generally unobjectable government administration buildings, then it goes downhill from there. Any location where health care is provided is included. That would include homeless camps where mobile clinics work. Any, quote, place of worship or religious ob- observation is prohibited. This would include a park where Sunrise Easter services take place, and it would deny churches such as the West Freeway Church of Christ the ability to limit the carnage a shooter would create. SCOTUS flatly denied New York the ability to declare Manhattan a sensitive location. But guess what? The law circumvents this by saying that any private property that does not have a guns allowed sign is now quote-unquote sensitive. If we add in buildings that have House government agencies, not, that's not just all of Manhattan, it's all of New York State. Every part of any state is either publicly owned or privately owned. There are no exceptions. Essentially, all of it is now off-limits to concealed carry in New York. A list of sensitive locations is far too long. I have a brother-in-law in upstate New York. He would be in technical violation if he carried his into his own yard unless he put up a sign saying guns are okay. Any government agency or government-funded agency is off limits. Any church, any school of any description, summer camps, shelters for abused, homeless, or otherwise helpless persons, any public transportation facility or vehicle, any facility used in connections with public transportation. This appears to mean any road, (laughs) any performance (laughs) venue. This would include street performers, any public sidewalk near a political protest, any gathering of individuals to collectively express their constitutional rights to protest or assemble. In theory, a bet on New York enforcing it that includes two people talking politics under a streetlight. And of course, Times Square in whole. Ultimately, the burden of knowing falls on the individual. You must keep that list handy so you won't step on a crack. You walk past a busker on your way home to your favorite gun-welcoming eatery. You just committed a felony. And if you leave your gun in your car, you can't just stick it inside the glove box or uh, or console before locking it up. No, you must fully unload it and then put it into a safe that isn't visible from outside the car. While we're talking about that, how many saves do you know that fit inside of a car? So you put it in the trunk. You must momentarily show the gun on the way to the safe from your hidden holster. That's another felony. And once more, when you reholster it. As a final insult, you must now go through the NICS background check every time you buy ammunition in New York. Once you buy it, you get entered into a state database. There's no public access to the database, but count on state agents poking through it. If you buy too much ammunition, it's likely that you'll get flagged on your monthly review of carry permit eligibility that's written into the new statute. You might be tagged with a red flag violation, and your guns will then be taken away. The left in New York has joined the left coast as land of fruits and nuts. They hate guns so much that no restriction is too much. And they're basically telling SCOTUS to shove it. New York leftists have functionally eliminated concealed carry once again in the state. It is unconstitutional and will be reversed when SCOTUS takes it up again. But for now, there are two key problems if you live in New York. First, it'll take time for a test case to actually get to SCOTUS. New Yorkers will have to lay low for years before their freedoms can now once again be restored. Criminals won't give a damn about any of it. In fact, they'll be happy because their marks will be disarmed. And secondly, with the myriad of sensitive places in the new law, SCOTUS will have yeoman's work to identify a bright line law that tyrants aren't allowed to violate. As for me, I'm glad to live in the free state of Florida. That in the American thinker today about New York's end around, as I told you, to the um, Supreme Court. And it just never ends with this governor.
2: No, she just basically created a, uh, a Hokels list of soft targets, basically. That leaves the, you know, the, the uh, criminals with free access and free reign to do whatever the hell they want because they don't care they're criminals. They don't care about your dumb law. Yeah,
0: and that's They don't point. read
2: it. They don't pay attention to it. And uh, if anything, they probably thank you for it because then it makes their jobs and their lives a whole lot
1: easier. Again, I, uh, the she, I, right, should we attack the gun-free zone or the gun-toting zone?
0: The idea that you're going to legislate this and somehow make it... I mean, they you know, it's just crazy. Just look at what just happened. We just talked about what happened in Illinois. Look at all the restrictions there. It didn't stop it.
2: Look at what happened in Buffalo. The guy knew. He knew the gun laws were tough in New York. That's why he went in those particular places, because he knew there's probably a very small chance of somebody shooting back at him.
0: And of course, when the governor's even asked the remotely reasonable question about, "What well, do you have the actually the facts of how many of these things have ever been committed by a uh, law abiding uh, citizen who has a concealed carry or gun, a permit?" Well, no, I don't need I don't need a, I don't need those.
1: Doesn't the FBI website show that there's over two million violent Acts stopped a year by, uh, you know, legal gun-toting citizens who protect their neighbors. She doesn't need that, all.
3: Yeah, she doesn't care. She doesn't need
0: that. No. No, she doesn't need those numbers, no. All right. Well, the numbers I need are in sports, and here with that is Slick Rick. Rick Amirati, what's going on, pal?
3: A little more crazy town. We touched on this story last night, but President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, talked to Sherelle Greiner about bringing wife Brittany Greiner home. This is from Chalina Goldman of Yardbarker. The White House announced today that President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris spoke with Shirelle Greiner, wife of Brittany Greiner, about efforts to bring the NBA star back to the United States. Greiner has been detained in Russia for four months and is accused of entering the country with vape cartridges containing hashish oil. The conversation comes days after Griner sent a handwritten letter to the president pleading for help. Griner was arrested back on February 17th as she was entering Russia, where she plays for a team during the WNBA offseason. She is now in the midst of a trial that began just this week. Um, And the president called Shirell to reassure that he is working to secure Britney's release as soon as possible.
0: (laughs) I wonder if he's talked to, um, has he talked to any of the January 6th uh, families on the same level? I'm sure he has some of their accusations are even less than what she's accused yeah. of trespassing, basically.
2: So, so what the administration is claiming is that they're in touch with Putin and his administration and they're working on this. Is that what he's saying?
3: Essentially? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Okay. And get this one. According uh. to information obtained by ESPN, fewer than 1% of defendants in Russia, uh, Russian criminal cases are acquitted. So she's she's facing a tough case. But uh, hey, it comes down to it's all Putin's fault, right? So, as, as like everything else. But uh, very interesting story. We'll keep an eye on that as it goes along. And uh, well, some NFL news today. Panthers acquire quarterback Baker Mayfield from Browns. This is from Victor Barbosa of Yard Barker. Big news today. The Baker Mayfield era in Cleveland is over with it. With it. The months long saga or if and or when the quarterback would be traded has come to an end as well. The Panthers have long reported to be a front runner for landing the 27 year old along with Seattle Seahawks after the Browns traded from battled signal caller to Sean Watson in March and later signed veteran Jacoby Brissett. Uh, the, writers, the writing seem to be on the wall regarding Mayfield's future in Cleveland. Uh, Mike Garofolo of NFL Network reports that, that while Mayfield will be the fresh face in town, he isn't guaranteed to be the starter for Carolina yet, and there's expected to be a competition for the job between uh, him and Aaron Donald. Uh so that should be very interesting how that develops but uh yeah Baker Mayfield to uh, to the Panthers and Cleveland they don't even know if Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play <laughs> once Wait, that just, all settles.
0: Who who between competition between Mayfield and who? Uh
3: Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald? Donald uh, uh on the Sam uh, Donald. Sam, Sam, Donald. Donald. Uh, Sam Donald Sam Donald Sam, oh, Sam oh, Donald. Oh, oh, Donald Sam Donald Donald Sam Donald got yeah. it okay Carolina Panthers quarterback like Aaron Former Donald plays for the Rams. No Sam Donald um actually uh, yeah I got that mixed gotcha. up I didn't have it on there.
0: Um, um well, the Panthers will start Mayfield if they want to go 8-8. Eight and eight. That's what they'll do. If they want to be average or below average, then you start him.
1: And then if you want Sam Donalds,
3: you go what? 6 and
0: 6 eleven. 6-10, you start Sam Donald. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah you got so 17 games now, Big D. So, yeah, 8-9. and nine. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, if he's healthy, I mean, he's, he's an average quarterback. Would you agree, Paul? Yes. A, average to below average if he's healthy.
1: Yeah, the problem is he thinks he's a better athlete than he is, and he does more than he's capable of doing, and he does it because of his
3: selfish ego. Makes bad throws and costs his team, no question. Yeah couple quick baseball scores right now uh in the 7th Angels over the Marlins 5 to 1 uh Reds lead the Mets 3 to 2 in the top of the 7th in Cincinnati Braves over the Cardinals Braves playing good ball They're up 3 nothing also top of the 7th Yankees and Pirates nothing nothing mid 4th and uh, Orioles right now leading the Rangers 2 to 1 bottom of How the 7th How are the
1: Phillies How are the Phillies doing
3: Phillies, uh, right now they're, they're losing 3-2 to two to the Nationals uh, oh, in the bottom of the 7th in Philly. Oh, boy, it's a bad pick. You still got time, Paul. <laughs> you still got time. You got uh, three, in- two innings. Three. <laughs> and that's a rapid sports Why aren't you day. picking baseball games? We could pick baseball games. I mean, there's so hundreds. Their 81st game of the year uh, of the season was played today, actually. So, so it's so, not uh, even
0: halfway. You got well, it is time. halfway, no, right? Is 162. Halfway, 162. Halfway, 162. Halfway okay, point. 81, yeah. Halfway. Well, maybe we'll
3: bet on the All-Star game that's coming up in uh, another week.
0: That's unbettable. Damon needs bet 80 on. games to get it back. <laughs> yeah, 80 every... games? I could get back 35 and 80 games. But you got to pick some.
3: Bet
2: on every team that Cincinnati is playing.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a shot right Great. there. <laughs> Just what I need. What do, you about, what do you think about that, Slick Rick? I don't like that bet. It's <laughs> your I buddy Delgado Cincinnati. over there. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, we'll yeah, do some more ready. sports and news when we get back. Crazy Town coming up. For those of you, if you want to do some late night reading tonight after the show, let me suggest this news uh, from The Sun. Hunter Biden filmed himself smoking drugs and drinking White Claw in a float tank while on a detox. Paid for after a 75K handout from his dad, Joe. So if you want some late-night reading, that might fit the bill.
2: Holy moly.
0: Let's kick that one up at 10.01 and see how it goes. You ever been in one of those float tanks? Well, no, I have not. It's pretty cool. Okay. It's a, yeah, it's a little I, weird, but it's pretty cool. Is it better cool. with crack? I guess that would be Probably the question. Probably
2: much better with crack and a little bit of alcohol and, okay, you know, with a, uh, with a your with your cell phone taping yourself for some ungodly reason maybe Jesus he was going to upload it to his website so you could he could send the link to his dad say look what i'm doing yeah uh let's get i fell asleep
1: in some... a float i fell asleep <laughs> did it... I, I You've been fell... in a float tank yeah i did it and i, I got a mouthful of, like magnesium <laughs> water i was like <laughs> gagged, it <so> <laughs> <nasty>. <laughs> oh
0: good dear um well, let's do some news. We haven't done some news in a while, Paul. Let's do some news, and then we'll uh, get into some of this other stuff. What's going on? Should
1: I uh, report on how stupid I am? Because earlier I tried, I, I said Shakespeare, when she was trying to do the best of times, worst of time. That was Dickens, Tale of Two Cities. So I just want to, like, own up to my stupidity. So uh, I, I got a couple of people texting me, friends, saying, really? Really? You're better than that. So I wanted to apologize God. to John tough, tough
0: friends. A little mistake. I mean, come on. Just
1: blame it on Putin. Uh, So, anyway, uh, I just figured it'd be a good time to mention it. Um, Rationality itself is under attack, CEO of the Babylon Bee said. Seth Dillon will not back away from making fun of irrational and dangerous ideology. He uh, did a... uh, Nice interview with the Epoch Times. So Seth Dillon, the CEO of the Satire News website, the Babylon Bee, said the company's goal is to show the irrationality of popular narratives uh, that pervade modern culture by making jokes about issues of of the time. Um, He said, rationality itself is under attack. It's not just free speech. There are people who have abandoned rationality on purpose and are trying to get you to go along with agreeing with them that two and two make five. Uh, he went on to say that the goal was to make people laugh and make them think a little bit, to be subversive, the way satire is supposed to be subversive, to poke holes in the popular narrative. The goal wasn't to be on the front lines of some kind of big battle, but that's wh- where things are at now. And uh, he continues, he says he's going to continue to push the envelope, and uh, it really doesn't care who uh, who censors him. So that's a pretty good article. I-, I thought it was worth reading in the Epoch Times. So I know a lot of people... Uh, You know, know, people get upset they have to pay for that. So I I think it's worth every penny. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's a report um, in Breitbart. Republicans, Republicans are plotting vengeance on Democrats' partisan January 6th committee, according to a recent report by Axios. We could trust Axios for sure.
0: I'll believe it when I see
1: it. Yeah, they reported on Wednesday. Key House Republicans are threatening to subpoena records of January 6th committee if the GOP retakes the majority next year, an escalation of the party's effort to undercut the investigation's findings. While Republicans have been eager to move. Beyond what happened on January 6, many want to use the GOP-controlled majority to frame their own narrative of what happened that day. Also, raise questions about the January 6 committee's work and spending. So, um, we'll see. I, I don't, buy, I don't throw, throw
0: this up, G. Here's, here's a live look at Republicans when they get. Um, here's a live look at Republicans when they get back. Um, <laughs> When they get back power and they say they're going to do all these things, here's what they end up looking like. This is this is them here in a second. Here they all gather on the first day. Little kid, All right, man. guys, we're going to start subpoenaing. Uh, that, and this is what happens. Oh no, no, we're going to just everybody run your own way. There's oh. that. There's a visual of the Republican Party when they get into a power. All hell breaks loose and nothing gets done. That's basically it. Wow. So.
1: So we, we touched on it a little earlier, but Biden communication director Kate Bedingfield to step down. Her departure is the latest in a growing list of Biden communication officials leaving. Um, uh, Kate Bedingfield uh, was the director of the White House communications. Uh, a longtime Biden aide is leaving this month to spend more time with her family. In a statement, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klein confirmed that she will support the administration from outside the Oval Office. He also applauded Beddingfield's work uh, before Joe Biden even became president. Uh, her departure comes less than two months after the departure of Jen Psaki. So uh, I think you had a tweet saying this is uh, there's been.
0: Well, I saw a tweet that said there's been 33 departures in 24 hours. We've never seen this in politics ever, but the friend said that's not true. He said, he said it's three departures. I couldn't confirm that many. There may have been 33 since he took office. I think but... that's
1: the number because I,
0: I. Okay, I, maybe that's what she meant. The person who tweeted it
1: yeah um but because I, I i reported on this about a month ago that was in the 20s so it, but
0: i don't think that number i mean to me it's odd that anyone would be leaving four months out from the midterms given the given the current turmoil of the democratic party in this in this president but i guess that's maybe that's the reason you're and bail ship now yeah. i don't know
2: because after the midterms after you know the quote-unquote red wave and they're expecting to be decimated you think anybody's going to want to hire you then? It's like, wait, you're with the group that just got their butts kicked. Yeah, you know, you know, probably not a, not a good time to job hunt. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, sinking ship, just jumping off. Right. So That's what rats do.
0: This is probably one reason that people want to jump off when they hear things like this. Cut three, G. So here's Biden today. Just listen to a little of this as he tries to talk about, since he's been president, what's been going on. Roll that.
5: You all remember what the economy was like when I was elected—a country in a pandemic, with no real plans how to get out of it. Millions of people out of their jobs, families in okay, no, st- okay, cars, just, just stop, remember so, back. So, stop it. So you
0: just—we all remember what it was like in the pandemic. We remember a president who was um, getting things done, a president who had nothing, a president who looked at the strategic uh, stockpile of things, and there was no nothing. There was no ventilators, there was no masks, there was no anything. We remember blue states like New York, California, Illinois, literally shutting down. Shutting down their economies, putting millions out of work. We remember places like Florida, South Dakota, Texas, places that didn't do that all over. We remember places like Georgia that the president got mad about at the time. I talked about it and I couldn't figure it out. You got mad at Brian Kemp about trying to open as soon as possible. We remember Blue States, your party, kept everybody locked down under the kitchen table forever. That's why there was millions out of work. So when he when he just goes out and babbles like this, I have no idea what he's talking about. Go ahead. Up For literally miles, waiting
5: for a box of food to be put in their trunk. Okay, stop. What, what is that? Food <laughs> Someone just tell
0: me what that means.
1: Who? <laughs> Who? Putting a... A box of food in your trunk? In your what? trunk? What is he talking about? <laughs> no idea. He goes to Costco. Go ahead.
5: <laughs> Put in their trunk because they didn't have enough to eat. The previous administration lost more jobs than its watch. Are you kidding, me? Than any
0: administration
1: statement? since Herbert Hoover.
0: Okay, that's so a fact. Just, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just so stupid. It makes my hair hurt. Because right. as I just said.
1: Right, because we had record low unemployment and then the pandemic that forced everybody to shut her in. Right. Everybody, well, nobody was allowed to open their store other than no. like you know Amazon and, and Big Box. And t- please, this is such this guy's such a clown. The
0: the the biggest out of work states were run by Democrats who shut everything down,
2: and they're still having problems.
0: There's an article in the Wall Street Journal today about red state economies are winning the reopening. Uh, uh, I think it's called yeah. something like are winning the reopening plan or something. All the numbers out of the red states as, as the economies are way better than all the blue states. Not even close. Go ahead.
5: All based on failed trickle-down economics that benefit the wealthiest Americans and hit the middle class work and working people real. the hardest. But we came in with a fundamentally different economic vision, an economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out. It's good for everyone because when the middle class does well, okay, so the just...
0: poor of a ladder up, what is an economy that grows from the bottom up and the middle out? Is that like you eat too much Wendy's? That's what happens? You grow from the middle up and the bottom. What does that mean? What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. And neither does anyone else. Do you have any
1: idea what that means? It's a, it means he's, he's trying to say like uh, the proletariat should be the power rising from the bottom. It's a scam.
0: I have no done? idea. It's, 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 it's a dementia babble that's what it is called lying all right 30 minutes past the hour live from studio 6b just uh Having some fun in the getter Chat there on the break. Getter Chat's fired up. How do we have only have 85 thumbs up, though? Well, we had 35, but then I realized I hadn't refreshed the page because I guess you don't see them in live time. So now we have 85. There's got to be more than 85 people in here. I guess not everybody hits the thumbs up. I mean, we need everybody to hit the thumbs up. I think that's what gets the video out for more people to see it.
2: I think we played too much Kamala.
0: <laughs> that's a good. That's a good point. I'm surprised we do not more thumbs down. Yeah. Um, all right. So, be, well, yeah. Before we do sports, G, let me just, let's just go back to that clip. I just want to. find I know people want to pull their hair out, but I just it's got to be pointed out. It has to be pointed out. It's just so outrageous. This guy every day. Can you pick it up where we left it off? Just a little bit more of that. What he was talking about.
5: When the wealthy still do very well. And that's
0: why it's a gift to have a cap if we you're wealthy. How American well you can do. We American Rescue
5: Plan based on, based on the belief that a recovery should help all Americans prosper, a belief that working, building power, and unions are good for workers and for the economy. A plan that led to the most jobs created in the first period of a presidency than any time okay.
0: and over in uh, all American you history. Can st- you can stop it. that, it, that, that is um, <laughs> that's such nonsense horse manure people going back to work cuz they had to is not you creating jobs because you stop paying them to stay home is not creating jobs yeah your rescue plan probably added 3 to 4% worth of the inflation we're seeing now at 8.6% that's what most economists who have looked at that spending and he wants to spend more it's like he doesn't even understand he doesn't understand how economics work he doesn't understand how his policies and energy have gotten us to where we are. And he wants to spend more. He doesn't even understand that the spending he's done so far has gotten inflation to where it is. It's not the only thing that's got it to 8.6%, but it's at least half of it, if not 3 to 4% of it, it was that rescue plan. Outrageous spending that we didn't need at that time, given the way President Trump had left everything. And he talked, this is the same way he talks about what he's done with vaccines and all this. What has he done? They have done nothing to kick the can down the road on any of these things. They've just made everything worse. And all they want to do is to continue to do things that punishes you, punishes you, punishes you, hurts you. Because they think at some point you're going to have to give in and come to their side. Especially with this energy thing right now. It's all they're hoping. Well, pretty soon you'll be driving your Tesla and you won't have to worry about it, Debbie Stabenow tells us or whoever it was. Yeah, you'll be sailing by gas stations. Exactly. For him to talk about the middle class, it, it, he shouldn't even be allowed to say those two words like he stands up for the middle class. He's hurt the middle class more than anyone in, record, in recent history can say with inflation, which is the most regressive tax there is. And it hits the middle class and lower class, lower middle class families more than anyone else when they look at what they're spending on food and energy right now. I'm not gonna tax the middle class. The middle class, the middle class, just BS, absolute BS from this guy. We'll do Crazy Town on this speech that he did here in a second. But let's do some sports. And anyway, here that is Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. What's going on, Mr. Amorati?
3: Did a couple of major league baseball scores, finals from earlier today. White Sox over the Twins, nine to eight, and the Blue Jays top the Athletics, two to one. We have right now the uh, Guardians uh, trailing the Tigers, eight oh. to two. The yeah, the Cleveland Guardians with a name like that, oh. they deserve to trail. Uh, and the Cubs two to one over the Brewers. Paul Nationals still holding steady, three to two over the Phillies. Top of the eighth. And uh, let's see. Yankees just won up 2-0, Rick, over the Pirates. That's in the bottom of the sixth in Pittsburgh. And Cincinnati's holding on to a 3-2 lead over the Mets. But they'll blow that, I guaranteed. That's in the top <laughs> of the eighth. And the Angels 5-1 to over the Florida Marlins. And that's top of the ninth here, Big deal, going to ruin your night now. Tommy Fury out of fight against Jake Paul oh, for a second me. time. You're kidding me. <laughs> I ruined your whole vacation, I know. What happened now? Yeah, well, here we go. Chalina Goldman of Yard Barker reporting. Once again, English Professional boxer Tommy Fury is out of a scheduled fight against YouTuber-turned-fighter Jake Paul. Multiple outlets reported earlier today. Fury and Paul were scheduled to square off on August 6th at Madison Square Garden. But questions as to whether the matchup would happen began to come into question after Fury was denied access into the United States for unspecified reasons. Imagine, this guy can't get into the United States. Tell him to go down through Texas. What's wrong with him? just walk across the border. I, come on, man. This guy definitely, you know he doesn't want to fight. He does not want to fight Paul based just on that. Fury then reportedly didn't contact Paul or his proportional team MVP, which led to Paul serving him a termination letter and finding a new opponent for the bout. Fury's received a termination notice. Paul said, on social media. MVP did everything he could to help him and his team. He wasn't interested and he literally went into hiding. Fury responded by saying on social media today that he is willing to fight Paul in a neutral country that both parties can enter. (laughs) Exact details as to why Fury can't enter the US have not been released to the public. So Paul and Fury were originally supposed to fight in December of this year but the event was canceled because Fury had a broken rib and a chest infection. So needless to say the whole situation left Paul, well, furious. So that's that's a scoop on that. We'll see what happens. And uh, Flyers goaltending prospect reportedly being held at military base in Russia. Again, Shalina Goldman at Yard Barker working hard today. Philadelphia Flyers goaltending prospect Ivan Fedotov was, has reportedly been sent to a remote base in northern Russia after being picked up by Russian law enforcement for attempting to evade military service, his agent told CBS Philadelphia. Fedotov, 25, was drafted by the Flyers in 2015 and has been playing for CSKA Moscow, which reportedly has direct ties to the Russian military. The Flyers signed Fedotov, considered one of the top goaltending prospects in the world, to an entry-level contract at the end of May. According to CBS, Russian media reported last Friday that Fedotov has been picked up by law enforcement outside of a hockey rink in St. Petersburg, not Florida. It was uh, later reported that he had been taken to a hospital for stress-induced gastritis, and that his family was not allowed to visit him. Fedotov's exact location was then kept quiet with Russian Howland Sports Express Publishing Monday, that it was said where photographs of Fedorov at a military base are uh, along the Russian uh, n- northern border. Uh, the uh, Russian defense military has yet to comment on Fedorov's whereabouts. So, uh, you know, it sounds like another one of those Peng Shui deals with China now because now they don't even know where the guy exactly is. Family has no idea and very strange. And, Paul, you said there was an additional catch to this, right, with another
1: player? Yeah, young star on the Minnesota Wild, um Kirill uh yeah, he's Kaprizov. wanted in his home country of Russia and connection with the alleged scheme regarding forging military identification. Um, the allegation is being made against several players on the Moscow Pro Hockey team, which Kaprazov has previously played as well. The 25-year-old Kaprazov scored 108 points last season, uh, with, uh, and he was the Wilds' star player. So he is, they don't know where he is right now, but he's wanted, and he's at large... Uh,
0: all right, uh, Joe addresses the unions, Crazy Town G. Roll it
5: Hello, Cleveland. But you know, we all come from the neighborhood. Oh, boy. We all come from. No, I mean it.
0: I thought he was talking I mean, to me. I,
5: uh, <laughs> I was born in Scranton, Pennsylvania, which uh-huh. is a union town, yeah, mostly coal mine union town. Sure. A lot more. My, uh, my great-grandfather was, a, Where's he going? was it, worked in the mines, was a mining it's engineer. It's called wandering. Everybody, uh, everybody there, there was only one word you heard most often in my family. Oh, good. Not Shut a joke. Then we moved to a little town. When Cole died, we moved to a town called Claymont, Delaware, just across the line in, from Pennsylvania, where the Delaware River bends. And you know, uh, used to have uh, over 6,000 uh, 6, steel workers. Worth steel. It's all gone now. All of it gone. Used to be a company town. Literally, the hills were all company stores, company, uh, co- company buildings. But it's gone. Richie Neal from the state of Massachusetts. He is, as my uncle would say, Richie is. He is union from belt buckle to shoe sole, man. We all understand this, but I made a promise. I mean sincerely, and knows it sincerely. They spelled
0: retirement security right. I
5: guaranteed when the, you know, when the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed and back in the 30s mean, and Roosevelt to the came whole audience? along, it didn't say unions were okay. There's no one in front of them. It says we should encourage unions. <laughs> encourage unions. <laughs> because when unions do well, everybody does well. Ow. Everybody does well. <laughs> Not a, Not a joke. Not a joke.
1: Is it hyperbole?
5: So yes. here's the deal. The deal was quite simple. A deal. When I ran, I was criticized for the basis upon which I ran. I said I'm running for three reasons. One, to restore the soul of America. Two, to rebuild the backbone of the country. <laughs> Third reason I ran was to unify the country.
0: Hey, we're <laughs> unify. Yeah. That's we been the harder part of it right Good job now. on all three. No, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> because we've become
5: so divided so divided in us but one thing we were divided on when we ran and you know i want to thank mayor bibb for the passport of the city the goalposts keep moving <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> that's probably trump calling me if it's, that's I'm not lying. i hear i hear that sound there and now also join me is today is, is, is rita lewis to to where point. are you rita rita's here somewhere i'm told she left no, she, yeah she's she stepped out i don't blame her
1: I do blame you. I'm a
5: babbling fool Marita. She's with Pelosi. No, she's Butch's widow. Butch what? died more than 16 years ago. Six years ago.
2: Or six years carried not quite on his legacy sir. ever okay, since.
5: Oh. And, with the, and with and with and Democrats in Congress, I might add, and Marty Walsh's leadership. We brought the Butch Act, he we fought for the Butch Lewis Act to <laughs> protect <said>. <laughs> for millions of Act. workers and retirees. We turned a promise broken. Oh. Into a promise kept, the previous administration lost more jobs in its watch Ugh. than any administration since Herbert Hoover. That's a fact. But we came in with a fundamentally different economic vision, yeah. a belief that working, yeah. building power, and unions are good. A plan that led to the most jobs created in the first period of a presidency. In any time and over it's in all American history, BS. created. Not, no, this is just. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Not one single solitary Republican voted for the Butch Lewis Act or this legislation. They're afraid to. What? Afraid to, because the Trumpers would literally take them out. Not a joke. That's how bad it's gotten. Who do they think about? they are? The ultra-maga Republicans. Oh, here we go. Ultra-maga. Congress is deciding every five years whether the, your promise of your hard-earned Medicare Social Security would be continued or discontinued or slashed. It's shameful. If they regain power, they're going to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. They tried to do it about 17 times last the, under Trump. We're able to stop them. But, folks, this John is a different Roberts world. I don't know where they live. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not joking. We made incredible congress on the, uh, progress on the economy from where we were a year and a half ago. We got a long way to go because of inflation, because of the, I call it the Putin ah, tax increase. There you go, Putin because of gasoline oh, sure. and all that grain he's keeping from being able to get to the market. Yeah. Now I'm fighting like hell to lower costs on things that you talk about around your kitchen table. Mm. By the end of September, I will have cut the federal budget. By one trillion four hundred billion dollars, <laughs> cut the deficit.
2: When <laughs> so they start
5: talking about you being big spenders. <laughs> There's point of that. But here's the point: we just have to remember who it's
1: built this country. this <laughs> <laughs> <What> a hack! <laughs> <laughs> this endless gibberish.
3: Oh. It is
1: him and her.
3: What a team! <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to hear them do a duet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is with the walking around with the microphone? So you think it's Frank Sinatra or something? I'm like, what is that? I'm gonna break a hip or something one of these days. Uh, the getter audience for uh, messages like this one. Funny. I mean, they're funny, but I love things like this. Got my new t-shirt today. Awesome. Being present is easy as riding a bike. Ah, look out! Um, I got another one from somebody saying that they had ordered one for themselves and one for their (laughs) bar. (laughs) They're gonna frame it and put it up behind the bar. And I just thought that was a great idea. So... I uh, love the messages from the audience and the getter chat, like you said, Paul, there is some, I mean, more for like a private stream, not for television. Right. So, oh, yeah, some of the comments, but they're there's hysterical. some great
1: comments. Z- um, I hate Zuck is always he's always consistently funny. What a <laughs> funny guy, man. <laughs>
0: All right, let's do. Uh, we'll do some more sports and a little bit more news before we wrap it up. Let's start with uh, the man, Slick Rick. at Slick Rick Sports on Getter on Twitter on True Social. What's going on, Slick Rick? All right,
3: big deal. Gonna give you some uh, final baseball scores for the night. Wrap that up a little bit. Orioles over the Rangers, two to one, top of the ninth. Nationals continue to hold off the Phillies, three to two, top of the ninth as well. Ray- Rays right now over the Red Sox, six zip in Boston. Uh, Kansas City over the Astros, five to three. Giants and Diamondbacks just underway in Arizona. Guardians, Paul's favorite team, trailing the Tigers eight to two. Cubs over the Brewers that just went final two to one and uh, twins and White Sox that was earlier today I reported on nine to eight was the score White Sox winning that game big D and uh, that's pretty much a wrap in sports I had one quick story though uh, about a Barbara Banda a rising woman' soccer star ruled ineligible by gender verification tests interesting Henry Bushnell of Yahoo Sports Barbara Banda a rising star in women's soccer and the captain of Zambia's national team was ruled ineligible for this summer's Africa Cup of Nations by gender verification test, according to Zambian soccer authorities and multiple reports. Banda, a 22-year-old forward, scored two hat-tricks at last summer's Olympics and has excelled for her Chinese club, Shanghai Shengli. But she was mysteriously unavailable for Zambia's Women's AFCON opener on Sunday due to what Zambia's Soccer Federation called medical reasons. Reports soon emerged that pre-tournament tests had revealed natural testosterone levels that exceeded limits set by governing bodies. Andrew Kamanga, uh, the FAZ president, said in a statement Wednesday that the, the the rules are those of the African Soccer Confederation CAF and in line with regulations developed by FIFA, the sports governing body. <laughs> uh, so very interesting what's going on here as far as this testosterone. He's
1: got some junk in the trunk. Exactly. <haven't laughs> well, Paul, <laughs>
3: interesting that you should mention that because that did come up because they are checking for junk in the trunk, to be honest with you. And here's the statement that was said. An official CAF document requires team physicians to attest that player have been examined to verify their gender and that the players do not show any perceived deviation in secondary sex characteristics and are therefore presumed to be of female gender. So uh, very interesting what's going on here in uh, African soccer. Figured I'd I'd get that story. Like like from last week, the junk test. Exactly. (sighs) Good Lord. uh, We will keep an eye on that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right, very good, Slick so Rick. Is that it in sports? That's absolutely it. That's the end of the trunk show, big day. All
0: right, very good. Let's do uh, sports is brought to you by our friend, of course. I always forget to say this all night. Mike My Lindell. Pillow. Mike Lindell, mypillow.com. Great stuff. Uh, mypillow.com slash LFS6B flash sale. I, I don't know if it's still going on today, but you can get a Mypillow for $19. Wow. I believe nineteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety eight. Flash sale. I, I don't even know if it's one. It might be two. It might be a regular one and one of the travel ones. But just go to uh, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B, and you'll see all the current sales for the LFS6B audience. And thank you for those of you who continue to support Lindell and support this show. Uh, so let's do some news. News is brought to you by one of our other great partners, and that, of course, is Seven Cells, um, SevenCells.com. Uh, what's going on, Paul Nolan?
1: Um Senate Democrats want to pass a $500, uh, $500 billion package that would include major reforms to health care, climate sure. change, and taxes.
0: Don't worry about inflation.
1: NBC uh, News reported that Senator Joe Manchin, who's primarily responsible for tanking the Build Back Better Act, continues to hold talks with Senate uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer on a reconciliation package that would spend $500 billion and raise $1 trillion in revenue. Yeah. The package would primarily focus on health care, energy, and taxes. Uh, one source told NBC News that the ceiling for climate change funding would be capped at only $300 billion. Um, this is, it just doesn't stop. It just. It just doesn't stop these lunatics. So I'll I'll post this on my social media.
0: Oh, he's a he's a moderate mansion, don't yeah, you course. know? He's a moderate. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure he is.
1: He's such a don't moderate. Don't be fooled.
0: He he does some good he does once in a while he he's at least has some basic sense, but please stop with the he's a moderate. I mean, come on.
1: Yeah, you guys can follow this over on my uh getter page, and I'll also put it on Truth Social. P O P P A. N-O-L-E-N. Papa Nolan uh, on uh, True Social and Getter. So uh, I'll, st- I'll share the stories I did tonight. And uh, please give me a follow. If you have a real picture, I'm following back.
0: Alright, before, uh, before we wrap it up, i got a couple minutes here. Two professors. Um, Jillian Peterson, Associate Professor of Criminology at Hamilton University and James Densley, Professor of Criminal Justice at Metro State University, decided to take a different approach to profiling mass shootings. Based understanding of why mass shooters do what they do uh, seemed like a lost opportunity to stop. uh, It seems like if they didn't do it, it was a lost opportunity to try and stop the next one from happening. Funded by the National Institute of Justice, the research arm of the Department of Justice, their their research constructed a database of every mass shooter since 1966 who shot and killed four or more people in a public place and every shooting incidents at schools, workplaces, places of worship since 1999. They also compiled detailed life histories on 180 shooters, speaking to their spouses, parents, siblings, childhood friends, work colleagues, and teachers. As for the gunmen themselves, most don't survive their carnage, but five who did talked to Peterson and Densley from prison where they were serving life sentences. The researchers also found several people who planned a mass shooting but then changed their mind. Their findings, also published in the 2021 book, The Violence Project, reveal striking commonalities among the perpetrators of mass shootings and suggest a data backed, mental health based approach could identify and address the next mass shooter before he pulls the trigger. Mm. If only politicians are willing to to actually engage in finding and funding targeted solutions. So what's interesting in that whole sentence, there's not the word gun. There's only the word trigger, and they say before he pulls the trigger.
2: Yeah, but that's that's that slippery slope. You're talking about pre-crime. You're talking about Minority Report stuff where you're going to try to identify the person before they commit the crime. But meanwhile, there's that other factor of whether the person would actually do it. When the time comes, would they actually be able to pull that trigger? That's like a red flag law. And that's exactly what we should be fighting against. I mean, I understand the science behind what they're trying to do and that they're doing it for a good reason um maybe if law enforcement could use that and be like look we have a complaint about this guy we have this we have this we add that to that maybe that helps you know to keep an eye i don't know what i don't know what the right answer
0: is well i mean i I haven't even gotten through the beginning of what they actually did so i don't know i mean i see what you're saying but i don't know how that applies to what they did so they said they talked to um Politico talked to Peterson and Densley about how a national understanding of mass shooters has to evolve while using terms like monster is counterproductive and why political talking points uh, need to be followed up with actual concrete action. Uh, and then they go into the back and forth question. So I'll just post this and you, you, can, you can follow it up. But the, the, what I found most interesting was that, was that um, paragraph that I just read. There are striking commonalities among the perpetrators of mass shootings and suggest a data-backed mental health-based approach. I mean, that's what Republicans talk about all the time, and that's what Democrats, every time this happens, what's the first thing they say? Ah, save your prayers and your mental health. I don't want to hear about it. Get the guns, get the guns, get the guns.
1: Right, we don't want to hear about the medical, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical drugs that he's ramming down his neck that have side effects of suicide. We don't want to talk about that.
0: All right, as always, we salute our military active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, Sheet, Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6P audience. Rick's in charge tomorrow night. Doug Smith will be here. Rick Amorati will be here. Geo Fran holding it down as always. I'll see you on Monday night. The boys got it from here. Have a great week, everybody. I'll see you on Monday live from Studio
1: 6B. I'm not wearing pants.